in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News. Well, from bitter cold, ice, and even some snow, today's frigid weather has many hunkered down at home, which is probably where you want to be. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm Britt Moreno. And I'm Mike Rush, in for Daniel Manin. Just minutes ago, Austin ISD announced it is delaying the start time for all classes by two hours tomorrow due to the winter weather. This comes as a number of school districts across Central Texas have decided to cancel classes altogether. Now, the list continues to grow as we get into the evening. So check it out. School is closed tomorrow for several districts, including Hayes CISD, San Marcos CISD, Bastrop, and Del Valley. The full list of school closures can be found on our website, as well as the crawl running on the bottom of your screen. And with Austin ISD's delay, we asked them what would make them decide to close due to weather. Well, they told us that there are many factors that would be affected if they do cancel classes. So if it's just cold, they'll likely ask students to bundle up and continue the day as normal. But one of the district's biggest concerns is safety getting to and from school. When we have those icy roads, the freezing rain, you know, sometimes that makes electricity have issues. And so those are a little bit, I would say, um, simpler in a case of like, if it's too icy, like we can't have school if people can't get on the roads. Now, several other districts are beginning to cancel or delay classes as well. Digital data reporter Christopher Adams put together an interactive map on our website that we are constantly updating so you can see if your child's school is one of those affected. Search school closures under KXAN.com. And as our temperatures dropped below freezing today, some areas saw a mix of freezing drizzle, sleet, and even some snow flurries. KXAN viewers have sent in photos of the wintry mix that is falling across central Texas. Take a look at this falling snow over Buchanan Dam and viewer Jordan Jones sent us these images of the snow and ice covering this property out in Liberty Hill. Looks like a winter wonderland. Check this one out. Viewer Ralph Alverson sent us a vid an image here of what they call frostweed in Austin. So during a cold snap, sap expands and breaks through the plant walls, freezing it in this cold air. And that makes for this a beautiful cotton candy like formation at the base of the plant. I'm not sure you eat that, though. I don't think. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I probably would, but don't do things that I do. No. Oh, yeah, I've never heard of that. I grew up in Texas. I've never I heard of that. So you, that. you learn something new every day. So actually, uh, as cold as it was today, it's going to be even colder tomorrow mm. morning. Yeah, we're forecasting the coldest lows since December 2022. Wow. So, uh, and that's on track for tonight, and it'll feel colder than that. These are the actual air temperatures outside right now in the low to mid 20s for most of us. A few spots in, say, Caldwell County uh, teetering on the upper 20s, but it is feeling colder than the 20s. Feels like the teens in most places now when you factor in the wind. Of course, the wind helping to take away your body heat, and we've got winds out of the north about 10 uh, miles per hour or so. Not particularly gusty, but it doesn't take much wind when it's this cold uh, to make it feel colder. A lot of clouds over us now, but the clouds are starting to clear in the northern hill country, and these clouds will keep clearing from north to south as we head into the night tonight. So we'll go from partly cloudy at 7 and 9 to mostly clear by 11. Temperatures dropping from the 20s to the teens, but the feels like temperatures dropping into the single digits by 11. Come by in first warning weather. We'll be tracking sub zero wind chills for tomorrow morning. That will feel like the coldest morning of the week. We'll show you when we warm up ahead of potentially another cold front.
Nick, thank you so much. Now, earlier today, ERCOT issued another conservation appeal for tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 in the morning. ERCOT saying it is asking Texas to conserve energy use as they expect a higher demand tomorrow morning. This as Texans return to work and, of course, our schools start to reopen. City of Austin and Travis County officials held a press conference today to discuss how we're doing in this winter weather. They tell us that in anticipation of the combination of below freezing temperatures and wintry precipitation, Austin transportation and public works pre-treated bridges and elevated roadways overnight to prevent ice accumulation. Still, the weather has already caused a few incidents on the roads. Austin police said that they have responded to 35 collisions since ice accumulation began. Meanwhile, Austin Travis County EMS responded to 17 calls for environmental exposure since midnight Sunday through this morning. Four patients had to be taken to hospitals, including one case of frostbite. We're asking people to please stay indoors and do not venture out unless you absolutely need to. The temperatures and wind chills are low enough to make hypothermia and frostbite a real threat. Now the other patients ATC EMS treated received transport to a warming center, overnight shelter, or provided with additional blankets and instructions on how to get to a shelter or a warming center. And Austin Mayor Kirk Watson toured two of our cold weather overnight shelters this morning. He confirmed on his ex account today that the shelters gave 400 people and seven dogs a warm place to sleep last night. The city says the shelters will be open until Wednesday morning. We'll have much more on the weather in just a moment, but in other News. The first votes of the 2024 presidential campaign are being cast today. In the nation's first caucus, Iowa voters will weigh in on who they think the Republican nominee should be. Despite his legal woes, former President Donald Trump is leading the pack by double digits in the final Iowa poll ahead of tonight's caucus, with former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis vying for second place. NBC's Bree Jackson reports. It's the coldest Iowa caucus day on record, capping off months of candidates crisscrossing the Hawkeye state in search of support. So I'm asking you all tonight on a cold day to do your part. I'm running on your issues and your family's issues and solely to turn this country around. We have an option to either go back to the past and deal with the names of Trump and Biden in the past, or we can go forward in the future. Former President Trump holds a commanding lead over his Republican rivals. Well, I think it's going to be very close to record setting, maybe even record setting. Still, the GOP frontrunner not taking any chances, encouraging Iowans to show up. You can't sit home. If you're sick as a dog, you say, darling, I gotta make it. Our latest NBC News poll with the Des Moines Register and Mediacom shows Trump with the support of 48% of likely caucus goers ahead of tonight's contest. If someone is not a Trump supporter, they're not my friend. So my friends love Trump. But not everyone feels that way. Iowa seems so much for Trump. We want to get there and put our voice heard for a non-Trump candidate. Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis both positioning themselves as the best alternative to the Fulton president and what appears to be a race for runner-up, hoping voters brave the freezing temperatures as the battle for the Republican nomination heats up. In Washington, Bree Jackson, NBC News. While it appears the biggest battle is for second place, a strong finish tonight could provide a boost to a candidate's campaign going into the New Hampshire primary next week. 
After the break, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin released from the hospital today the latest on his battle with cancer. And later, Austin Energy issuing an apology after a, quote, imperfect communication. The issue that left hundreds in the dark. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is now out of the hospital after more than two weeks in there. That's according to a statement by the Pentagon. Austin had been hospitalized since New Year's Day with complications that resulted from treatment for prostate cancer. He and his staff waited days to inform the White House, top national security officials, and even some high-ranking Pentagon officials about the hospitalization. Secretary Austin plans to continue working from home for the time being. He is expected to make a full recovery. Today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, a federal holiday. The president spent part of the holiday donating time in Philadelphia. President Biden visited Phil Abundance, a food bank that helps needy families in that area. He was among dozens of volunteers creating backpack kits for children facing food insecurity. Officials said every kit includes items like rice, cereal, canned fruit and vegetables, canned fish or meat, juice, and shelf-stable milk. This was the third straight year the president visited the nonprofit on this special day. Still to come, a major milestone in one of the most famous flights of all time as we look back 15 years after the miracle on the Hudson. Hey, we just got word Round Rock ISD. Two hour delay for tomorrow. Round Rock ISD joining the list of two hour delays for tomorrow. Full list on KXAN.com. This morning, record cold low set in Austin, getting down to just 16, beating the previous record low from 1944. And our high today of 23 will likely be a record cold high. We'll show you more records before we warm up in first warning weather. After a power outage left hundreds in the dark, some Travis County residents say they want Austin Energy to do a better job communicating. This after waiting several hours for the outage to even be acknowledged. As KXAN investigator Matt Grant reports, tonight Austin Energy is apologizing for what it calls an imperfect communication. Jennifer Walker says she was left in the dark, both literally and figuratively. We kept getting error messages on the Austin Energy System. She says the power went out for a second time around 745 Sunday evening here at the homestead in Bee Cave. When she tried to report the outage to Austin Energy, text messages show she received error messages back. She called and got 311. She says she was told. We had power. They told us that we needed to reset our circuit breakers, that they didn't see a problem. And we said, no, honestly, we're out of power. Four hours later, she received an alert about the outage with an estimated restoration time. Neighbor Kate Austin says she too didn't hear anything for hours. Well, when you're, you know, in your house and it's cold and dark, <laughs> you know, it feels like a really long time. Would you have liked a response back that said something simply, we're aware of the outage, we're looking into it? Would that have helped? Yes, yeah. I think that would have been that would have been good. So far in Austin, the power outages haven't been that widespread. Monday morning, it was around 1,000 customers impacted. By early afternoon, that number dropped to 109. Austin Energy blames Walker's error message on a glitch. Officials tell me they're looking into the matter, including the hours-long wait, hours wait time to be known. It's not completely out of the ordinary. I would say it's still too long. And to see what systems can be improved. We apologize for the imperfect communication to our neighbors in that area. Matt Grant, KXAN News. 
Austin Energy repaired the underground power line after 1 a.m. Officials say they make every effort to provide realistic estimated restoration times and is reviewing that situation among multiple departments to see where they can improve communication and better inform neighbors during power outages. We started looking into this story from a viewer tip. Scan that QR code you see on the screen with your phone and it'll take you to our report it feature where you can send us your tips, photos, or questions, or you can also send us an email to report it at kxan.com. Hutto ISD has just joined the list of Central Texas school districts having a two-hour delay for classes tomorrow morning. We have that growing list of delays and cancellations right now on kxan.com. Now we want to look at other parts of the country now. This morning, 96 million people were under winter alerts stretching from southern Texas to southern Connecticut. Up in the Midwest, Grand Rapids, Michigan is dealing with the seventh straight day of snowfall and heavy snow and strong winds caused blizzards and zero visibility in parts of Colorado over the weekend. Officials posted an avalanche warning and avalanche advisories for nearly all of the Colorado mountain regions. And New York was also pummeled with a winter storm over the weekend. Winds caused major destruction in some parts of that state. And more winter weather rolled in Sunday in Memphis, Tennessee. Meanwhile, travel continues to be an issue. Roads can be treacherous. And according to flight tracker FlightAware, today U.S. airports saw more than 2,800 flight cancellations. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Still cloudy for now, but I'll tell you this good news. It is our last truly cloudy day of the rest of the work week because we've got abundant sunshine on the way for tomorrow and beyond. But you can see the gray from the Highland Furniture and River City Grill camera there at Marble Falls. So a lot of clouds over us now. The clouds clearing here tonight. By 11, I expect will be mostly clear. And then we stay mostly clear for the overnight hours with just a few early morning clouds. But plenty of sunshine tomorrow is going to make the difference. We're going to go from highs in the 20s here today to highs about 10 degrees warmer in the low 30s tomorrow. So the sunshine is sure going to be beneficial. We're at just 24 now in Austin. That's actually the warmest it has been all day thanks to the clouds starting to try to thin out in some spots. We'll be down to 21 by 7, then it's teens the rest of the night, and our low of 15 that we're now forecasting for tomorrow morning is as cold as it was just before Christmas in the year 2022, if you remember that frigid holiday period there. We'll climb from 15 to 33 tomorrow afternoon. There we go by 4. So we expect that by the time we get above freezing in Austin tomorrow. We will have spent 60 hours in a row at or below freezing. Comparing this to February 2021, which was 144 hours, you can see the difference there. Uh, we're still luckier off uh, this time. Wind chills, part of the story as well. The wind makes it feel colder than the air temperature. And as we head into the evening, generally it's wind chills in the teens and single digits here through eight o'clock and then as the wind picks up and the temperatures drop, it starts feeling close to, if not below zero, when we start tomorrow morning, which is why so many school districts have been delaying school tomorrow because of this is what you'd be walking out into and your kids as well. We've got wind chill warnings until 9 a.m. tomorrow for most of the area. That's during the period we could have wind chills dropping between zero and 10 below zero to start the day here tomorrow morning. 
Uh, so your forecast tonight at air temperature down to 15 would be a record low. The wind chill though below zero at times with a north wind 10 to 20 miles per hour. Tomorrow a lot of sun, a high of 33, so a little above freezing, at least in Austin. In the hill country though, I don't think you get above freezing tomorrow. Winds out of the north 10 to 15 miles per hour. Then tomorrow night into Wednesday morning is still going to be cold, just not as cold as tomorrow morning. So there are wind chill advisories uh, for that period from later Tuesday through Wednesday morning for wind chills down to near zero, but in most places they stay above zero for Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning's air temperature though still cold at 16, but much warmer for Thursday morning at 36, and then we're back below freezing again for Friday morning. Air temperatures really warming up though by Thursday up to 65 ahead of our next cold front that comes through late Thursday, dropping us down to 47 on Friday. So yes, it is going to get colder again, but not like the cold we've had the past few days. A high of 47 on Friday, breezy sunshine. Then we take you into the weekend. Clouds on the increase through the day on Saturday with a high of 43 after starting in the 20s. Clouds continue to thicken up into Sunday. Should be dry in the morning, but then we've got a 20% chance of rain in the afternoon. That rises overnight into Monday up to 60% with a high near 60 on Monday. Looks like we'll be entering a, wath a rather wet period as we head into next week. We'll be right back. Right now, as Iowans kick off voting this election season, we'll take you inside a super caucus site to understand the process. Also, the border battle between the Biden administration and Texas heats up over the drowning deaths of a mother and her children on Nightly News. Police in Philadelphia are looking for a suspect who spray-painted a swastika on a Holocaust memorial early yesterday morning. The Philadelphia Holocaust Remembrance Foundation released this edited security camera video showing the man caught in the act of tagging the building. It happened around 1.30 in the morning at the Horowitz-Wasserman Holocaust Memorial Plaza. The memorial is dedicated to those killed in the Holocaust and has been in the city since the 1960s. To see it firsthand is, it's sad, it's scary, but I think it's kind of the burden that you're born with and being Jewish and it's a responsibility to teach people, to educate people that hate isn't the way forward and hate doesn't help anyone. The Anti-Defamation League says anti-Semitic incidents have skyrocketed 360% in the three months following the Hamas terrorist attack on Israel in October. Believe it or not, it was 15 years ago today when the miracle on the Hudson happened in New York. U.S. Airways Flight 1549 left New York City's LaGuardia Airport headed to Charlotte, North Carolina, when the plane struck a flock of geese shortly after takeoff. The bird strike caused the plane to lose power in both engines. Unable to reach any nearby airport, pilots Chelsea Sullenberger and Jeffrey Skiles guided the plane onto the Hudson River just off the shore of Midtown Manhattan. All 155 people on board survived the landing and were rescued by nearby boats and emergency personnel. 100 people were injured, five of them seriously, but everybody survived. The National Transportation Safety Board official described the landing as the most successful ditching in aviation history.